Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, and with over a decade working in clinical psychology and dog behaviour, I've built my business into a small but mighty empire, allowing me to help thousands of dogs and their people each year. And the best bit? I'm no longer burning myself out in the process. And now I'd love to help you to do the same. This is the first dog trainer podcast to delve into the real talk when it comes to working as a dog professional, the highs, the lows, and how to provide emotional support for the dog, the human caregiver, and also for you, the trainer. So if you're a force-free dog pro who cares deeply for the dogs and people that you help, you are in the right place. Welcome to Training Dogs, Training People, and Keeping Our Together. Hi guys, welcome back to Training Dogs, Training People, and Keeping Our Together. Today we're going to talk about a juicy little topic and that is how to manage rude customers, internet trolls and hurtful comments. Okay, so let's just start by being very real and very honest. It hurts. (laughs) It hurts our feelings when someone leaves us a rude comment or sends us a hurtful email or you know, puts a a charming message about how terrible we are at our jobs on an advert that we've paid for that other people are going to see. And you're like, come on, buddy, really? (laughs) It hurts. And the reason it hurts is because we care. Okay, if you didn't care about your business, and you didn't care about your reputation and helping dogs and people, then it wouldn't matter to you. But so many of you I know invest so much of yourselves in your business. So much of what we do is about being empathic towards dogs and people. It's about spreading knowledge. It's about standing up against the things that we don't believe in about those punishment based methods and methodologies and we put a lot of ourselves and our own values and our own belief systems and our own time effort and money let's be honest into building our businesses so when we do get these people making these comments it hurts (laughs) and I think it's okay to say that you don't have to be like oh this doesn't bother me if it doesn't then you probably don't need this episode and cracking well done I'm I'm impressed (laughs) but it's okay if it bothers you it's okay to say that however we're going to have a think today about both some emotional things you can do and some practical things you can do to reduce the impact on you because we all deal with things differently and if you are someone that really does get quite upset when you get these kind of comments or even if you're not upset but you are ruminating on it and you are thinking about it and and not letting it go essentially then there's definitely things that we can do to help so fear not (laughs) we're going to go into into it a little bit today so just to start off with the first thing you want to do is as we always say with dogs really set yourself up for success here so there is no way that I can give you a formula that means that you will never have a horrible comment again. That's just not possible. And actually, I don't think it's necessarily preferable. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But there's no way of stopping that from happening completely. However, we can reduce the likelihood and we can reduce the impact on us by setting up some expectations. So you want to make it very clear to your clients, your customers, your audience on social media, what the parameters are of the support that you are providing. So if you are making Instagram reels for educational purposes and entertainment, then that's all that is. (laughs) So you could put in your caption, the purpose of this reel is for entertainment and education about dog training. If you'd like to know more, contact me here. So in this 
this post that I've made about resource guarding, for example, I'm not going to tell you exactly how to fix it. I'm not going to tell you all the steps that you need to take to help your dog because ultimately that's unethical. I don't know your situation. I haven't done an assessment with you. I don't know the best way to help you. And also, it's completely ridiculous to think that in the I don't know how long reels are now 60 seconds that I've got available to me that I'm going to be able to provide you with that so actually this is what this is for I'm giving you the initial bit of information if you'd like to know more and get some help from me by all means go via these channels to do so that's one example Another example, let's say you've got online courses and as part of those online courses, so something I do for some of my online courses is I provide a some WhatsApp support so people can send me a message on WhatsApp, video, they can ask for support with their dog. I'm very clear with, again, the parameters of that relationship. You can send me a message but you can't call me. I don't have time or capacity to take calls all day long but you can send me a message. I will check my phone, for example, twice per day, Monday to Friday, 9am to 7pm. That's the scope of that support. You can message me outside those times, but I won't see it. I won't respond to it. So that way, I'm not just saying, send me a message whenever you like. But then I'm saying, I don't, to myself, I only respond Monday to Friday, nine till five. And then someone's like, hey, why haven't you responded to my message? And they send you a nasty message or they write on your Facebook page or whatever saying, this person promised this support and didn't give it to me. No, make the parameters very clear. Make the expectations very clear. And then people don't have a leg to stand on. (laughs) Um, That's also useful as well, because I think the thing that makes it most hurtful in a lot of cases is that people will try to shame you publicly. So it's one thing sending an email to someone, even though that can be hurtful as well. But when someone posts all over your Facebook advert, for example, like I said before, or all over your Facebook page or group saying don't go with this person, it's a scam, these kinds of words, um, that can be really hurtful when actually you're definitely not a scam <laughs> and you've laid out all of these terms and this person just hasn't adhered to him to them. So that's when you can reply and say, I'm sorry that you are um, dissatisfied. However, these are the terms you agreed to when you registered and we've replied to you via email. If you've got any other concerns, please contact us Contact us that way. If I see that kind of message on a business that I'm looking at, I immediately think that sounds legit and I'll make my, up my own mind about that business rather than going off that one person's hateful comment. <laughs> okay, so expectations is really, really important. Alongside that, make sure you have company values and you've got aligned policies set up with them. So what do, what va- what values do you want to hold dear? So one of our values in our company is integrity. So I want to provide what I've said I will provide. And if my one of my team makes a mistake or something like that, we will apologize, we will make it right, we will provide another service. If the customer has made a mistake, we will help them to sort out whatever the mistake is, but we will always come back to those values and we'll always come back to those policies that we have in place. So for example, if you're someone that does online courses or even face-to-face courses, often we will provide the option for someone to pay in full for their service or to spread that payment over three or four months, let's say, or even longer. Now, that 
when you do a payment plan with someone, that's a promise to pay. So it's not a subscription. There's no option to suddenly after a month say, I don't want to pay this anymore. That's different. That's a subscription model. That's something a little bit different. But a payment plan is a promise to pay. You've provided the service and they need to complete those payments. So when someone emails you after a month and says, I want to cancel, you can refer them back to the terms and conditions that they agreed to when they signed up, whether they read them or not, it's up to them at the end of the day. And you can say, as per our policy, that's not an option. However, can we support you in this way, this way, this way, for example? So having that really clear, those values and those aligned policies set up before you ever try and sell anything, is just protecting yourself, to be honest, guys, and reducing the um, chance that you're going to get some of these hurtful comments and emails. As I sort of slightly mentioned there as well, do apologise if you have dropped the ball. It happens, we're all human and sometimes we miss something, we forget to do something. Just apologise, make it right, add a little extra if you're you're willing to or you want to do that. But just go and and do what you said you were going to do essentially. So for example, if someone has paid for a year-long service and then they decide to cancel, still give them that year-long service and cancel them at the end of the year rather than six months early, (laughs) for example. Okay, so there's a few things that you can do just to kind of help yourself on that side of things. Now we're thinking more about how you can help yourself emotionally because if this is taking a toll on you, there's some things you can do really simply just to help with that. So the first one, and this is kind of a rule for life, but if you do get a nasty comment or a nasty email, and some people can really go in and be quite unkind, un- unreasonably kind, I would, unkind, I would say. First thing, don't reply straight away. So don't go straight in keyboard warrior back with all of the emotional feelings that are behind that. Just give it some time. And that could be an hour, that could be a day. It depends on what kind of person you are and what else you've got going on in your life. But try not to reply straight away because that will take the emotion out of it and it will allow you to be much more logical and um, straightforward in your reply, basically. Second thing, don't reply at all. (laughs) Now, there's gradients to this. So if I have a customer that is emailing in, a paying customer that's emailing in and is complaining about a service, whether they're right or wrong, I wouldn't ignore that kind of message. However, I don't need to be the one that replies to that. Okay, so you could do a couple of things here. You could have a template that you've got set up. Now, I don't imagine you guys are getting hundreds and hundreds of complaints. If you are getting lots of complaints, then that's probably telling me there is something wrong and you maybe need to think about that. But if you're getting one every once in a while, then I would suggest having a template set up. So this is basically an email that you've pre-written when you're feeling no emotional connection whatsoever and you can um, go in and just adapt that. So obviously change the name, slightly personalise it according to what the person has said so that it doesn't feel like it's just a stock reply. But the meat of what you've got in there, explaining your terms, explaining your policies, that doesn't need to change. So there's no need for you to go through the stress of writing that out every time. If you've got a template that you can just adapt, that's going to make it much, much easier for you. The other option is to actually pass off your inbox or at least your support inbox, your customer service inbox to another member of your team. Now, you don't have to have a full time member of staff. You could hire a virtual assistant for an hour a week, for example, and just ask them to go through the emails for 10 minutes a day and reply to any kind of negative emails for you. And you can provide them with templates and things that you want them to say or things that you'd like them to say. But that way, it just takes the stress out of it for you. So I'm working with 
with a lady at the moment doing some business coaching. She has an online membership for German Shepherd um, pet parents and she says she finds it really stressful whenever people cancel her membership. So she's got people paying on a monthly, uh, monthly basis. I've also got a monthly membership and it can be stressful initially when people cancel and you're thinking, oh gosh, I'm counting on that money coming in. Now I don't have it. And if that is affecting you, I said, look, just pass that over to your virtual assistant. So she passed it over to her VA. Now she doesn't see it. It happens behind the scenes and it's only communicated to her if she's got loads of people leaving and it's a big problem. So the odd one here and there, she doesn't need to know about it and it just takes that stress out of it completely. So you may be thinking, oh, I can't afford to hire anyone. You can hire a VA for just an hour a week. Most of us can afford that. Um, And that way that takes that stress out of your hands completely. Um. The other thing to think about is when it happens on social media. So you have an advert or you have a post or a video or a reel and someone makes a nasty comment. Now, you've got a few options here. You can delete the comment if you want to. If it's particularly offensive, I might delete it. Um, If that person's a repeat offender and everything you do, they write nasty comments for the sake of it. I just block them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel like you're you're cheating in any way, shape or form. If it's um, a comment that maybe is a little bit harsh, but you're able to say, you know what, I think they've got the wrong end of the stick. I'm going to reply in a, after I've had my break, (laughs) I'm going to reply and explain what I was intending with this video or with this post. Then you could reply to it if you want to. But I would say there's no hard, fast rule on this. If you feel like, you know what, this person's always doing this, block them. Just just block them. You don't need that kind of energy in your life. If you feel like it's more of a chance for some education, by all means do that. But don't spend the hours worrying, oh, what are people going to think if I delete that comment? Or what are people going to say if I reply to that comment? What does that make me look like? Honestly, people have enough going on in their own brain, as I said a couple of episodes ago. They aren't, for the most part, worrying about what you're doing on social media. So do what feels right to you. And again, if you want to pass that on to a VA or someone else in your team or your partner, whoever it might be, then by all means do that. Preserve your mental health at all costs. Okay, this um, next one kind of relates a little bit to what I said at the beginning about setting expectations, but this is more for the benefit for you this time. So have an email signature or a um, autoresponder on your email or your voicemail on your phone that lays out the times that you reply to inquiries. So it could be Thank you so much for your email. We re- we reply to emails Monday to Wednesday, 9am to 3pm British Standard Time. Um, outside of these times, you may wait a little bit longer, but please rest assured that we will respond to you as soon as we can. So that way you're setting up the expectations for that person, which means that they are not going to hopefully keep relentlessly messaging and emailing you and stressing you out because you have decided that these are the times when you're going to look at your messages and reply to them and that's going to preserve your time it's going to preserve your mental health and clarity and it's going to mean that when you do sit down to do your emails you're in the right headspace to do them rather than responding in a in an angry way so set out those times and you make up your times whatever you want and then stick to them so I don't reply to emails on Sunday no one from my team replies to emails on Sunday I don't even open my email inbox because if I do open it of course I want to reply (laughs) so that's really important as well Last little one in this section, make yourself a praise box. 
books. So every time someone has written you a nice review, anytime someone has thanked you, has posted on Facebook group or a page or any kind of social media, media, any email anyone's ever sent you to thank you for your services, save them, screenshot them, put them in a Dropbox or a Google Drive or a folder on your desktop. And on those days where you're having a rough day and someone's really got to you, look at all of those times you help someone. Because what we do as people is we focus on the negative. We focus on all of the things that are going wrong, all of the complaints, the nasty comments, the haters. And we forget about all the great stuff that we're doing. So having that visual reminder can be really, really super helpful. Okay. And just to finish off, I'm just going to give you a few little reminders. Um, Again, you might want to write these down if you want to, or just hold them in mind. Firstly, not everyone is emotionally intelligent. (laughs) So chances are, if you're a dog trainer, behaviorist, dog professional, you are an empathic person, you have a high level of emotional intelligence, you're able to see when dogs are suffering emotionally, when pet parents are struggling with the session, you're very in tune with that. Not everyone is, that's just a fact of life. So where you might look at a comment and think, I would never say that to someone. Do they not know there's a person on the end of this email? Often people aren't thinking about it, to be honest. It's not always malicious. Sometimes it is, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, people are just angry. Something's annoyed them and they've taken it out on you. So just remembering that can be just helpful just to think about. The second one that goes along with this, you might be the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) So we've all had those days where everything's going wrong or those weeks or months where everything's going wrong. And then one small insignificant thing just pushes you over the edge. And you don't necessarily mean to, but you go off at that person. And more often than not, it's our people closest to us. So people in our house, people that we work with. But sometimes it's that random person. It's that person you get road rage with. It's the person you snap at in the cashier's office or in the bank and sometimes it's that person on social media or it's your dog trainer and you just say this isn't working I can't do this and you have a a massive go at them and you again forget that that's a person on the other end of that message so if that person is generally great or fine to work with and then this is a one-off that might be what happened (laughs) so cut them a little bit of slack the other thing to remember is not everyone will like you And especially if you have an online presence, this is even more uh, important, I would say. So if you um, have a social media following, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, you're going to get people that disagree with you. (laughs) And I would actually say this is a good thing because you don't want to be for everyone. You want your message to reach the people it needs to reach. You want to find your people and not everyone will be your people. And it's okay to repel some people because chances are if your Facebook post annoyed them so much, you probably don't want them as your customer anyway because that relationship isn't going to be the best. So I've actually started embracing whenever I get a negative comment on social media I'm like great thank you we will not be working together (laughs) so that's also just another perspective to hold in mind sometimes that actually do I want everyone to like me is it more about I just want to be successful I just want people to think I'm right well let's focus on the people that do think you're right and do want to work with you rather than the small percentage that really don't because that's okay 
And the last little thing just to remember is it's normal to have disagreements. So you wouldn't be married to someone and never have had a row. You wouldn't go through school and never have got you know, bad grades or whatever. You wouldn't have had a dog and never been frustrated with them. You wouldn't have had a business and never had hiccups and problems and disasters and, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening and loss of money and loss of time and loss of confidence. Like, it's impossible. So it makes sense that there will be times where you encounter rude customers. You encounter customers that make you feel bad, that make you think, why am I even doing this? Make you stress make you anxious you ultimately are in charge of your business you decide you make the decision was that a bad day was that a bad session or are we not a great fit and if we're not I'm gonna let you go with love (laughs) I'm gonna say I really wish you the very best but I don't think this is working out here's some recommendations of other people that you can try so always remember you're not trapped you are not trapped. You make your own decisions in your business and in your life for the most part. So hold on to that. Okay, I hope that was helpful. Speak soon. Take care.